What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Happy Monday, and I hope you had an incredible weekend. Today, we're going to be talking about the Oakland A's and their new move to Las Vegas. This is a multi-billion dollar deal, and it involves backdoor business dealings, secretive planning, millions of dollars saved, and a fan base left in disarray. So let's get into it. All right, most of you have probably heard by now that the Oakland A's are trying to move to Las Vegas. They announced last week that they entered into a binding agreement to purchase 49 acres of land off the Las Vegas Strip. They're buying the land from Red Rock Resorts. There used to be a casino on this land. It's no longer there. It's empty right now. The land is owned by former UFC owners Frank and Lorenzo Fertitta, and the A's are paying $225 million to them for the land. Now, this land is in a great spot. It's located one mile north of Allegiant Stadium, which is home to the NFL's Raiders, and it's located one mile west of T-Mobile Arena, which is home to the NHL's Golden Knights. And the construction is supposed to start on this new stadium or ballpark for the Oakland A's next year. The stadium is going to cost $1.5 billion. It's going to be 30 to 35,000 seats and a partially retractable roof. And Oakland's management team has even said that they reached out to the boring company, Elon Musk's underground tunnel business, to build an underground tunnel stop at the new stadium in Los Angeles. So there's a lot going on here. But the business behind this and the history of how we got here is fascinating. So I want to run through some of that to start. So most of you are probably aware with, aware of the Golden State Warriors. They are a first-class organization, full stop. They've won four NBA championships in the last eight years. They recently opened a brand new $1.4 billion arena in San Francisco. And the team's valuation has increased by more than 1,500% from $450 million to $7 billion since Joe Lacob and Peter Gruber's purchase in 2010. The Golden State Warriors are the most valuable team in the NBA. They're $7 billion. The next closest is the New York Knicks at $6.1 billion. And like I just said, they weren't there previously. It was a $450 million franchise when they were purchased in 2010. Over the course of the past 12, 13 years, it's increased to $7 billion. It's been insane. They have a new arena. They won championships, all that. Obviously, Stephen Curry, Steve Kerr, and Bob Myers, the GM, all played a role in this, for sure. But anyone that you talk to in and around the world of sports business knows that the operational expertise of their executive team is what really sets the Golden State Warriors apart. And here's the craziest part. This could have been true for the athletics too. Why? Because Joe Lacob, the guy who ended up buying the Golden State Warriors with Peter Gruber, had a deal in place to buy the Oakland A's when the team went up for sale in 2005. And I quote, he said, it was a done deal. He told the San Francisco Chronicle last year. But what happened? MLB Commissioner Bud Selig came over the top and shut it down. Instead, Commissioner Selig unilaterally awarded the team to Lou Wolf and John Fisher. Now, this is interesting because Wolf and, Sel and Bud Selig were fraternity brothers in college. And there were several other bids that were actually higher. Reggie Jackson actually said, told the owner of the Oakland Athletics at the time that he was willing to pay $25 million over whoever the final bid was. He just said, whatever it is, let me know and I'll pay more. And there were other owners that were willing to do the same thing too. But Commissioner Seeley wanted them in the office and he gave them the team. He gave it to Wolf and he gave it to Fisher. And this started a vicious downhill cycle. If you think about just on-field performance to start, the Oakland A's have made the playoffs in seven out of the last 18 years. That's 38%. And they have a, a roughly a 500% winning percentage over the last 20 years, which is a better than half the league, but not as good as half the league, right? So they're kind of right at the average for winning percentage over the last 20 years that they've owned the team. But their opening day payroll last year was $32 million, 
which is 42% below their opening day payroll of $55 million in 2005. So let me make sure you understand this correctly. The Oakland A's opening day payroll in 2005, when John Fisher and Lou Wolf bought the team, was $55 million. Their opening day payroll last year, last year, 17 years later, was $32 million, a decrease of 42%. And for context here, how ridiculous this is, the average MLB opening day payroll over that same time period from 2005 to 2022 increased 88% from $72 million to $135 million. So while everyone else in the league was increasing their payroll, obviously revenues up, revenue sharing's up, team profit is up, et cetera, the Oakland Athletics were decreasing their payroll. One of the only teams in history to be able to do that and get away with it. And if you think about this investment, it has ruined their on-field product. For example, the Oakland A's have let amazing players, good players, Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Sean Murphy, other people like that, leave in free agency or traded over the past few years. The New York Mets 2023 luxury tax bill is $111 million, which is nearly three times more than the A's opening day payroll of $43 million this year. So just make sure you understand that correctly. The New York Mets are paying $111 million in luxury tax. That means they went over the salary gap limit by $111 million, and they have to pay that in luxury tax, which is nearly three times more than the athletics are paying altogether in salary this year. It's insane. We've never seen anything like it. And the result is obvious. The Oakland Athletics are currently on pace to set one of the worst run differentials in MLB history. They have the worst record in baseball today. They have the worst run differential in baseball today. They're currently on pace to be negative 700 and something runs by the end of the season. It's one of the worst seasons potentially in Major League Baseball history. And the craziest part is that the situation off the field is somehow 10 times worse. Oakland's current stadium, the Coliseum, is nearly 60 years old, and it's one of the worst ballparks in baseball. We're talking about something that's the same age as Wrigley or Fenway or somewhere like that, but those stadiums have had renovations. They don't suck. They're cool. They're historic. Oakland is the exact opposite. The stadium's lights have gone out during games. Players frequently complain about the field conditions. There have been possums in the locker rooms and the press boxes, and raw sewage has even filled the dugouts and clubhouses. It's literally insane. And when you combine the crumbling Oakland Coliseum, with ownership's unwillingness to invest in the team, the city of Oakland and its fans have essentially given up. The A's ranked dead last in MLB attendance last year, with an average of 9,849 fans attending each home game. That was the lowest full season total since 1979, and the team's own AAA affiliate in Las Vegas outdrew them on several occasions. Now, to give you context about how bad that attendance is, the Los Angeles Dodgers led the league last year in average home attendance at nearly 48,000 fans per game. Oakland was less than 10,000. 48,000 versus less than 10,000. This episode is sponsored by Golden. Did you know that a Joe Montana jersey recently sold for over $1 million on Golden Auctions? Golden is the leading and most trusted destination for some of the most significant pieces of sports and pop culture collectibles. And better yet, it's not just for high ticket items. Golden's Marketplace is open 24-7, and weekly auctions featuring authenticated and graded collectibles, all just starting at $5. That means collectors of all kinds can enjoy the same quality, convenience, and seamless user experience that Golden is known for at any price point. And here's the best part. Golden is offering no marketplace fees for items sold up to $10,000. So vault and list your items on Golden's Marketplace now to enjoy this limited-time offer. I'm a big fan of the platform, and I think you will be too. Head over to golden.com to get started. That's golden, G-O-L-D-I-N, 
MLB.com. What's the result here? Major League Baseball has actually been trying to get Oakland to get a new stadium for the athletics since 2009. That's when they first initially told them, hey, you need a new stadium if you're going to keep going. They've been trying for the last 13, 14 years, and it hasn't gone as planned. The A's, to their credit, have explored several new stadium options over the last decade. They looked at cities like Fremont and San Jose, and they've recently been trying to do a deal for a waterfront project at the terminal for $12 billion in Oakland, to stay in Oakland. But for one reason or another, none of these deals have progressed. Now, it obviously takes two to tango. It takes the athletics that are willing to do it, and it takes Oakland that's willing to do it also. But Oakland isn't at fault here, no matter what the athletics say. I've looked at all this stuff. If you, if you look at just what we've seen on paper, right? The city of Oakland has spent years making concessions with the athletics trying to get them to stay. Different mayors, everything. They fought lawsuits from shipping companies that were protesting the Howard Terminal Waterfront Project. And they have spent hundreds of millions of dollars, of grant dollars, on infrastructure projects to support the eventual ballpark and surrounding real estate. They've done everything that they can. And what did they say? When the news got announced, just for clarity here, Dave Caval, who is the president of the athletics, called the mayor of Oakland at 6 p.m. the night before this news went online. And he said, hey, just to let you know, we have a deal in place to buy land in Las Vegas. And that's the first they ever heard about this. First they ever heard about it. Now, granted, in the news, we had heard that they were flirting with Las Vegas. They were doing different things, all this stuff. So Oakland can't claim innocence and say they don't know about any of this at all. But at the end of the day, Oakland says, and the mayor says, that they didn't know about this. They didn't know that they were negotiating with Las Vegas. They didn't know they were kind of agreeing to terms to purchase this land. And I thought her quote was very telling. She said, at every opportunity, the A's have made increasing demands on Oakland. And at every opportunity, we have risen to the challenge and overcome the hurdles placed before us. Instead of working with us, they have announced a land deal in another city. And I want to be very clear. This announcement happened mid-negotiations, and it shows they had no interest in making a deal with Oakland at all. So essentially what the mayor is trying to say is that they use them as leverage, as negotiating power in a deal with Las Vegas. And why would they need that? They need it because they want taxpayer money from Las Vegas now, right? They want it from Oakland. They want it from Las Vegas too. The details aren't exactly clear yet about what's kind of going to happen in Las Vegas. But what we do know is that they're trying to build a $1.5 billion ballpark in Las Vegas. They know that they already have the land. They're going to try to build a ballpark right there. They want to put up a billion dollars themselves. The athletics are going to privately fund $1 billion. And then the $500 million remaining budget is going to come from taxpayers, essentially. Now, they're putting this under the guise of no new tax, right? If you look at Allegiant Stadium, which is where the Raiders play, a hotel tax was implemented. So when you go to Las Vegas and you stay in a hotel, there's an extra tax increase, and that's supposed to pay for the bonds that are paying for the stadium. And their whole thing is, right, these aren't the regular citizens or the regular locals that are paying this tax. It's visitors that are coming into the city. Sure, fair, fine, whatever. But at the end of the day, they're now saying that this $500 million isn't going to come from taxpayer funds because... What they want to do is they want to implement a special tax basically in and around the stadium that they're going to be building. So anything that's taxed there goes towards the bonds that are going to pay the $500 million for the stadium. Now, my argument would be that, yes, that's taxpayer money, right? If 70% of the people that are going to the stadium are locals, like they claim will be, those people that are spending their money, their tax money is no longer going to fix the roads. It's no longer going to other things like public transportation or stuff like that. It's going to the stadium, right? So we can argue back and forth if that's fair, if it's a good deal, if it's a bad deal, whatever. But the fact that they're saying, hey, this isn't a real tax increase is, is just not true. That's literally what it is. Just because you're not implementing a tax on someone specifically doesn't mean that the tax isn't going to the stadium or to the Oakland A's. It is. Now, the stadium's going to be cool, I imagine, right? Like Las Vegas is an awesome city for sports. If you look at the teams that have moved there recently, 
Oakland has obviously been the worst of that with the Raiders leaving to go there. But the Raiders are 97% occupancy during the season. They sell out basically all their home games. The Golden Knights are actually over capacity. They sell out all their games and they sell standing room only tickets and suites as well. So they're over capacity. I think they're like a 103% capacity during the regular season. So look, the teams have been popular. People are going to the games. My guess is that you're going to get more people to go to these games in Las Vegas doing the same thing than you are in Oakland, right? The Oakland people are just tired of this stuff. They were going to the games before. 20, 30,000 people were showing up to these games. But when the owner continuously sells off playoff contending teams, teams that can win, and all the good players for bad pieces, for minor leaguers, for cash, whatever it is, and he doesn't invest in the team, the fans give up. The fans gave up on this team is essentially what happened. And now they're going to move. My guess is, and, and, and my thought is that this was their plan all along, right? If you're thinking about Las Vegas, it's a much sexier market. The team's going to be worth more. You're going to be making more money potentially and so forth. It just increases the valuation of all this stuff. Now, I do agree that people, especially Oakland fans, should be upset with John Fisher. John Fisher is the owner of Oakland. He is the managing partner. He runs the team. And no one knows who he is. You, you don't see him. He goes to games sometimes. He literally wears a camouflage hat sometimes and just sits in the crowd and like people don't even recognize him. He didn't even show up. When they bought the team, this is a crazy story. When him and Lou Wolf bought the team, he didn't even show up the day of the press conference and take photos with Bud Selig and all those guys. He literally didn't even come. This guy has been non-existent. He doesn't talk to the press. He doesn't talk to anyone. He has a mouthpiece through the team, right? And they negotiate everything. They talk to the media. They do all this stuff. But he doesn't talk to anyone. He doesn't show up. And what's he doing now? He's moving the team. He doesn't care. They were using the city of Oakland as leverage. And ultimately, what's going to happen is the team's probably going to increase in value, right? Like if you look at what's happened in Las Vegas specifically, the team should increase in value. There should be additional revenue. They, sh they should be much better off than they are in Oakland today. Now, I feel bad for Oakland, right? They lost three sports teams over the last three or four years alone. When you talk about the Warriors moving to, to essentially San Francisco and the Chase Center, Oakland Raiders obviously moved to Las Vegas, and now the Athletics are going to move there too. Now, the other point of, of recognition here is that I'm assuming they're not going to play at the Coliseum for the next four years until the stadium opens in 2027, right? Because uh, one, no one's going to go to the game. You're a sitting duck. They lost to the freaking Rangers the other day by like 10 or 15 runs. And people were literally cheering on social media. They were liking it. They were retweeting. They were saying, this is what you get, all this stuff, right? So people are going to be rooting for the downfall of this team in Oakland. And I think they're going to try to get out of there as soon as possible. Now, Dave Cavall has already said, the president of the Oakland A's, that they have an agreement in place to share the stadium with their AAA team in Las Vegas that's currently there right now. Now, look, this will be fine. It's not a big problem, right? Like it's hot during the summer or whatever. Maybe they don't get a ton of fans. It's annoying to share a stadium, but it's not going to be a problem. They'll work out the scheduling. It'll probably be even nice actually to share a stadium with your minor league team because you'll be able to transfer back prospects. You'll be around each other more, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, this is not right. I don't agree that Major League Baseball should have let them do this. Again, it takes two to tango. Oakland's not completely clean on this. But ultimately, you have to imagine this was John Fisher's plan all along. This was the Oakland A's plan all along. They had no intention of staying in Oakland long term. This is a, a team with a lot of rich history and tradition. The fans of Oakland deserve better. They used to show up for this team. This team used to be good. The days of Moneyball, right? They do all these theatrics. They make you fall in love with the team, everything like that. And things have gone south. It's a really unfortunate situation. But ultimately, we'll see what happens. The, the A's are already talking about how they're going to be able to increase payroll. The team's going to have more resources and assets and all these things. I don't believe that's going to be true. Look, we'll ultimately see what they do. But my guess is that it's not going to happen. But at the end of the day, the stadium's in a good spot. 
You can see the map in the newsletter today. It is a mile north and a mile west of the T-Mobile Arena in Allegiant Stadium. And they're going to build a walkway, supposedly, so you can get there from the strip. Again, it's probably like a little bit over a mile, so it's not necessarily easy and you're going to be hot during the summer and all this stuff. But one of the things I thought was interesting was that they said they're expecting, I think, 2.7 million visitors to visit the ballpark on an annual basis. And sure, there might be some other things happening at the stadium outside of baseball games, conferences, concerts, whatever it is. But that doesn't happen all the time, right? Like it's kind of seldom actually in baseball stadiums, especially when you're in Las Vegas and there's T-Mobile Arena, there's Allegiant, there's MGM, there's all these different places. So if that's just baseball stadiums, that means they're going to sell every single home game every single year forever. Do you think that's going to happen? No, of course you don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to happen. They're claiming that 70% of the people that sell out those games are going to be locals. The other 30% are going to be visiting. I don't believe that's going to happen either. So look, this is what happens. These teams give generous projections. They ask for taxpayer money. And a lot of organizations, teams, cities, whatever, they're willing to negotiate on these things because there's only 30 Major League Baseball teams. You can't just go and buy one from the store, right? Like it's difficult to do. Las Vegas obviously is placing an emphasis on professional sports, especially with gambling becoming just more and more prevalent throughout the United States. They want to lock that in as they're that place, right? Mobile gambling, who cares? Come to Las Vegas. We have sports teams. We have bars. We have nightclubs. We have gambling. We have all this stuff. So I get why they're doing that. But at the end of the day, what Oakland did and the athletics did in Oakland is shameful. It shouldn't have happened. John Fisher should have never owned this team. He shouldn't have had the deal done. There were other people willing to pay more money. He got the deal done because he had a relationship with the commissioner at the time and his, well, his business partner had a relationship with the commissioner at the time. And I think it's wrong, but again, that doesn't mean the team won't succeed in Las Vegas. These are the type of things that change with time. Obviously, the Raiders have been popular in Las Vegas. The Golden Knights have started from scratch, but they've been popular in Las Vegas. And my guess is the athletics will eventually be popular in Las Vegas. But I think baseball is a little bit more difficult of a draw than the NFL and even the NHL when it comes to Las Vegas. It's hot during the summer, even with an indoor stadium. I don't think a ton of people are going to be going to the games, especially if the team sucks. Look, I live in Miami. I've been to a bunch of Miami Marlins games over the last few years. The stadium is empty literally all the time. They only average a couple thousand more fans than the athletics do. They've done similar stuff. They sell off a bunch of their pieces. They trade everyone. They don't spend a lot of money. And they don't necessarily care about winning. It's more about maximizing the team, trying to make a little bit of money and so forth. But the result is similar, right? I can go to a game. I can pay $20 and essentially sit 20 rows behind, 15 rows behind home plate. You get to pick your seat. The food's cheap. It's okay. It's fun, right? Like I went to a game. Last year, I saw the Padres. It's like, okay, great. I get to see Machado. I get to see Soto. You get to see Tatis if he's playing. And it's cool. But at the end of the day, that's not going to get people to fill the seats on a daily, weekly basis for 81 home games a year. So we'll see what happens. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you liked, what you didn't like. Share this episode with your friends. And as always, make sure you are subscribed to the channel so these episodes automatically download for you every time there's a new one. Have a great week and we will talk on Wednesday.